feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, so many questions about our border. We are going to be talking about what I thought was one of the most powerful hearings on Capitol Hill today. Hearing from real people, from two mothers who lost their daughters due to open border policies. One killed by an illegal migrant and another killed by toxic fentanyl. And these stories, sadly, keep on coming. And in fact, last year alone in New York State, they seized as much fentanyl, 386 million doses. It's enough to kill every single American. And guess what? That's what happens when you have a wide open southern border. And it's no wonder that immigration and economy often in that order or vice versa, but they're always one and two in the latest polls. And we're seeing now with New Hampshire, with the New Hampshire primary, just a little bit away, only days away now, we are hearing from the folks there in New Hampshire saying, you know what, we're really worried about our northern border. We talk a lot about the southern border, but the northern border is downright dangerous too. So there are so many huge issues. People are worried what's happening to our country. And who's here that we have no clue? And what are they planning at a time where we're hearing lots of comments coming from Iran? We're seeing what's happening from their proxies like Hamas and the Houthis and all these others. And a really scary admission today from President Biden, who was asked, are these attacks that the U.S. has been doing, these sort of counter-strikes on these rebel groups, the Hootsie groups, these are the tiny sort of militia groups, if you will, compared to the U.S. military at least, but they have been attacking U.S. bases. They've also been hitting U.S. Navy ships. And so finally, U.S. has been doing a couple little pinprick little strikes back, but very tepid ones, hitting a couple empty warehouses, if you will, Right. And even Biden today was asked, hey, are these attacks on the Hootsies working? And he said, no. I mean, straight faced. No. Are you kidding me? You have a president. He is you know, blatantly admitting that's the truth. He's right. It is no. So why are you doing it? I mean, he should have gone full force, sent a message from day one, sent a message of deterrence. And that also goes with our U.S. border. He should have sent a message saying you should not be coming into the country unless you have legitimate asylum claims. We will rapid fire try to get you processed. If you do qualify, then you can come into the country. Remain in Mexico, just like President Trump was saying. And tonight we heard from President Trump, who was on television, and he said, listen, the world was so much safer under my time. And he said, I want to come back again. I want to clean up this country. I'm seeing the world fall apart. I'm seeing a wide open border. I'm seeing the world on fire and all these hot spots. He's like, this would not have happened if I was president. This would not have happened. He had a list of many, many things. And it was a very compelling case 
because here it is. He can say, look what I did and look what is happening now. And I don't think there's anybody out there. Is there anybody out there? Do you believe that the world's so much safer under a weak President Biden who doesn't seem to respect our borders and doesn't necessarily care about protecting the homeland and protecting our borders and won't even admit that it's a crisis on our southern border? Didn't seem too concerned that the little minor counterattacks on the Hootsies isn't really doing anything? That's a huge issue for America, but it's also a huge issue for the world. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And when you sit and watch our current president, uh, you don't really have a lot of sense of confidence. Today, he was in North Carolina, and he got on the stage, and then he got mixed up again. Remember that whole thing that happened uh, with the congresswoman, Jackie, who had died, remember, in a car crash, and they had named a bill after her. It was a couple years ago. And then he goes at the White House, and he's like, okay, we're naming this bill after the late Jackie, da-da-da-da-da. Jackie, will you please stand up? Well, Jackie wasn't there. He's like, where's Jackie, remember? And they're like, uh, Jackie's not here. The bill's named after her because she died. And it was like, it was really this stunning moment where people go, God, he really is out of touch. Well, there was another one like that today. He mistakenly claims that North Carolina Congresswoman Deborah Ross was there and that he was just backstage with her taking a picture with her. And then he realized, or probably more like it, somebody on his staff sent him a note saying, uh, Deborah, that wasn't Deborah who you were backstage talking to and taking a picture with. Uh, you're mistaken, Mr. President. You better clean it up because they know how bad it looks. So then he goes, uh, where's Deborah? I just had my picture with her. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, actually, that's not true. She's in Washington. She couldn't have been in here. I mean, he just sounds so weak and so fumbly. Listen to here he is today, and this is the latest one. Listen to this one. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding aside. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. Where's Jackie? Remember that one? Uh, oh, yeah, where am I? Which way do I go? Uh, I, you know, at first, when I first saw it, I thought this is really bad, just because I have, I met President Biden, I the first time I met him, I met him when I was in college, by the way, and feisty, sharp. Uh, spirited at that time, certainly had his mental faculties. I've seen him many times through the years. So it's a while, you guys. I mean, we're talking since the 1980s. Okay, so we've I've seen him over the years, and he is really degrading, especially in the last two, three, four years. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. You see him, he's like, ah, ah, ah. And then they're like trying to lead him off the stage again. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what is the world thinking? What are these people who are sending terrorists through our southern border thinking? Boy, this is an easy one. Or the northern border, sadly. Boy, this is an easy one. And then on top of all of that, you've got all these wars that are happening. 
You've got so many threats happening all over the place. Now we see Al-Qaeda and ISIS sort of rearing their heads again. You know, we're seeing Pakistan and Iran, you know, trading blows in the last few days. This is a scary time in the world. It's like all these bad actors are all kind of rearing their ugly heads. And I don't think it's any coincidence because it comes at the same time as we're seeing open borders. We're seeing a weak president who is not emitting strength and clarity. And all of that begets weakness and it gets us to a very dangerous a uh, scary situation. And we're all just wondering, okay, when sadly is something going to happen? And we're going to hear that they happened across through our southern border. And boy, how easy it was. And they're all here, maybe in sleeper cells. None of that would surprise me. And that really saddens me because I love this country and want to make sure, first and foremost, that we are protected. And boy, today, Uh, Nothing, I think, hit harder, stronger than listening to these two mothers who it was gut-wrenching to hear their testimony. Uh, One of them is a woman named Josephine Dunn, and her daughter died in 2021 of a fentanyl overdose. She took something. It was laced with fentanyl. It took her life. And today on Capitol Hill, she and another mom testified. Now, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is the Homeland Security Secretary, was supposed to be there today. It was a hearing about his potential impeachment. So he should have been there to defend himself if there is any defense. And I can't think of what he has for the wide open border and the destruction that that has caused on our country for generations to come. And she said, I thought one of the most powerful things Because she said, where is the Homeland Security Secretary? I was looking forward to speaking with him. I was looking forward to looking into his eyes and telling him what happened to my daughter. And she blames that open border and the open border policies of Alejandro Mayorkas and the president for her daughter's death. Listen to what she testified today just a few hours ago. I understand that the mission of the Department of Homeland Security is to secure our nation's air, land, and sea borders, to prevent illegal activity while facilitating lawful travel and trade. In my humble opinion, Mr. Mayorkas's border policies is partially responsible for my daughter's death. His wide open border policy allows massive quantities of poisonous fentanyl into our country. Arizona is the fentanyl superhighway into the United States. I personally feel Mr. Mayorkas is responsible for opening that border to allow more than 10 million illegal border crossings since February of 2021 which supports most of the illegal fentanyl into this country. And here is cut number seven, because she further said, why isn't the secretary, why doesn't even have the decency to show up, not just to Congress, but to talk to many mothers like her across this country? Under Secretary Mayorkas's leadership, or lack thereof, fentanyl is an invasion. The weapon of mass destruction has caused unimaginable numbers of deaths, unmeasurable damage to our country's family, families including my own. 
My family is broken. My heart is broken. And he couldn't even be here to face me today. Whatever he's doing that is more important than facing me today, I don't know what that could be. Wow. And when she testified, she and another mom, I don't think there was a dry eye in the place. And she's got a great point. What, he he's too busy? Apparently, by the way, he told Congress part of the reason he wasn't there was that he was meeting with Mexican officials. I think domestically, I think they were coming to talk with him, probably to thank him for his wide open border. So they don't have to pay for all the individuals that are coming through their country or that are leaving their country, because many of them are just using Mexico as like a way station. But they were probably patting him on the back saying, great job. You know, keep it up. We're really appreciative. We're going to keep sending whoever we want, criminals or whoever. They're going to just keep on coming. Don't worry about it. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, This is really downright scary. And when you hear stories of real people like that who have been touched and so deeply, deeply affected by fentanyl and by illegal migrants, how could you say an open border is okay? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And I don't know what is more powerful than hearing from a mother who lost her daughter due to fentanyl saying, my family is broken. And Alejandro Mayorkas, why didn't you have the decency to show up at the hearing so I could tell you myself about my daughter and tell you what is happening with that wide open border and how many lives are being destroyed? He owed it to that mother. He owed it to members of Congress. He owes it to the American public, but especially he owes it to mothers who have lost daughters, to mothers who have lost sons, brothers, sisters. And sadly, there are so many stories like that. And we're hearing it because guess what? The cartels are having free reign. And this needs to stop. And the fact that this administration is now playing politics, saying, oh, well, it's the Republicans' fault. You have been running the show at the border since President Biden took over. They lifted Remain in Mexico. 
They're not doing catch and release. There are so many issues that are going on right now. They're sending dates to court dates that are seven, eight years later. You think anybody's going to show up? They know what they're doing. They're pushing for expedited work permits so they can work and stay here. They're not saying go home. They're not saying let's vet you. They're saying roam freely and then we'll get you a job. And in many cases, we'll give you something that we're not even giving our homeless veterans. This is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. Line 5. BJ, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Yeah, that was very moving. I saw those hearings today. You know, they call them angel moms and angel dads because their children are angels when they should be here on earth. Um, And this is what I'm very passionate about this. This is what prompted me to support Donald Trump. What happened to Kate Steinle? She was another victim of one of these animals. They keep saying about this humanitarian crisis at the border, the Democrats, the humanitarian, the humanitarian crisis is against the citizenry of this country, the citizens. We are the ones who are in crisis because we are the ones who are victim of this violence, this fentanyl, this uh, human trafficking and all the evils that are pouring through the border. Uh, And no one, none of the Democrats are doing anything about it by design because they want to create a huge voter base that keeps them voted in for life. As for Mr. Mayorkas, Mr. Mayorkas showed us one thing. He's a true Democrat. He has no integrity. He would not even listen to this woman as another human being tell her side of the story. He wouldn't even face her and meet with her and say, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. We're doing, we're, I understand, I empathize. Couldn't even do that. To me, that says it all. Yeah, that's a coward. Um, and also, just like you said, I also think there's an arrogance about this administration. Like, what border problem? I mean, Biden was asked, is there a crisis the other day? And he said, no. Like, what are you talking about? I think they think if they say it enough times, someone's going to believe them. Uh, it's just horrendous. By the way, Kate Steinle, of course, that woman who was killed in San Francisco. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents... Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And this is a powerful story coming from Kennett, Missouri, where police officers saved a paralyzed woman from a house fire. The first to arrive on the scene were Kennett police officers Brandon Perkins and Josh Watson, who immediately made their way into the home. They located and assisted a woman to get out of bed, into her wheelchair, and out the door. The police chief there in Kennett, Missouri, said that the woman could not move on her own, stating that there was a female on the inside who was bedridden due to severe paralysis. Now, after they were able to get her out, they determined it looks like the house fire started electrical in nature. And by the way, due to a lack of ambulances in the city, the woman had to wait outside in the wheelchair 
in brutally cold temperatures. The fire department covered her up the best they could, and also the the police department assisted greatly, too, as well. She sat outside in minus 9-degree wind chill. Wow. Uh, But they said they tried to keep her warm and, of course, first priority to keep her safe. The police chief said, quote, he is so proud of his team for their decisive, heroic and compassionate actions. Thankfully, no injuries were reported, which is a great story, at least with a happy ending there. And we always love our great men and women in blue. And also, in this case, great assistance from the fire department as well, saving that woman and getting her out safely. And amazing. Again, no injuries. And our big thanks to Goya Cares. Again, check out GoyaCares.com. GoyaCares.com. Goya Cares, by the the way, is huge into fighting human trafficking and noticing what is happening on the border. And that is an enormous story that we're talking about tonight after what was probably one of the most gripping and emotional congressional hearings uh, that I've ever heard to hear these mothers pleading and saying, why isn't Alejandro Mayorkas there, who is the Homeland Security Secretary? It was the second and final hearing that was tied to his impeachment. And in fact, in a few weeks, they expect that they will vote on whether or not to impeach him. He won't be removed, of course. It is a symbolic vote. But I still think it's important to do it nonetheless, to be able to expose what is happening at our southern border and our northern border as well. And again, the woman who I thought was so powerful today, there were the two moms, but was Josephine Dunn. Um, She, again, lost her beautiful daughter, who daughter Ashley died of a fentanyl overdose in 2021, uh, took something that was laced with fentanyl. And she blames the open border. She blames the Biden policies. And she certainly blames Alejandro Mayorkas for the pain and suffering that her and her family went through. And again, Mayorkas didn't even bother showing up today. It was like, ah, too bad. Sort of came from the Hunter Biden school of, uh, you know, appearances, if you will. Nah, I don't need to show up here. Not a big deal. It's just a wide open southern border that fentanyl alone is killing 100,000 Americans Every single year. And listen to this mom again, Josephine Dunn, talking about her daughter Ashley's final moments. You see, Arizona recognizes that fentanyl is a weapon of mass destruction. While you see her beautiful smile and almond-shaped eyes scroll across those screens, more often than not, I remember her differently. Every time I close my eyes... I see all of the tubes. When it's quiet, I hear all of the machines that were keeping her alive. You see, my husband and I had to sit for 86 hours in the ICU while we were begging God, because yes, we're Christians and we're conservative, we're from Arizona. We were begging God, we were pleading God, bargaining that she would just breathe. That is absolutely heartbreaking to hear. Sitting there with her daughter, 86 hours in ICU, pleading that her daughter would pull through, and sadly, she did not. And she describes also just how angry she is 
about what's happening on the border to other families, not just her own, but to so many other families, and saying, where is the Homeland Security Secretary? In that same five minutes that I get to share her story after I traveled all the way from Arizona, from Mr. Mayorkas, not to appear here today, someone else's loved one in the United States will die in this same five minutes that I get to speak because of fentanyl. Because of fentanyl. Think about that, what she just said. In the next five minutes, somebody else will die in this country. This is an enormous epidemic, and the Biden administration barely has ever mentioned the word fentanyl. And they can't, because if they do, it's going to draw attention to the problems at the border. And God forbid they acknowledge that there's a problem at the border. And here is Congressman Benny Thompson. You'll remember him from January 6th committee fame. Uh, He was the chairman of that one. Remember the uh, unbiased, biased January 6th committee that had the two Republicans, uh, Adam Kinzinger and Lynn Cheney, you know, Liz Cheney, you know, wow. Uh, Boy, somehow uh, they were able to be there. But Benny Thompson today, even after the most gut-wrenching testimony, some of which you just heard, he still praised Alejandro Mayorkas. Listen to this one. I look forward to continuing to work with Secretary Mayorkas on critical homeland security issues facing the country and commend him for his unwavering commitment to duty even in the face of this sham impeachment. Well, he should know about uh, sham impeachments. He was pushing on the whole January 6th stuff. Uh, Full strong, remember? And they lost the evidence there. Isn't that interesting? Remember, they lost all that evidence when suddenly the Republicans took over the House. What a surprise. And how shameful that after all of that testimony today and all the other things we've heard and the numbers up to 10 million people believed to be in this country illegally, 8 million that we know of, they estimate about 2 million, quote, gotaways. Uh, So many of them, uh, 90% plus, would not qualify for asylum under the asylum rules. So we have so many in this country illegally that we have no clue what their criminal record is or anything else. And that's the best Benny Thompson can do is sit and praise what a great job Alejandro Mayorkas is doing. Are you kidding me? That is pathetic. That is absolutely pathetic. And here is Congressman Anthony D'Esposito of New York, who says, uh, guess what, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, your days are numbered. And since Mayorkas has been the Secretary of Homeland Security, 25 billion milligrams of fentanyl has come across our southern border and unfortunately has killed many others tragically, just like your daughter. Yes. It is very clear that America and the people who live here are at risk. And Secretary Mayorkas deserves to be impeached because he has committed serious offenses against the public trust of the United States of America. Absolutely. Time to throw the book at Alejandro Mayorkas and at least have it go down in history, even if, again, he can't be removed because there's not the votes in the Senate right now, as we know. The Democrats control the Senate, but the House is in charge of the impeachment, and it looks like it is going to go for a vote 
to go after impeachment of Mayorkas probably in the coming weeks. In fact, yesterday there was a vote on Capitol Hill to condemn Biden and sort of his recklessness, if you will, at the border uh, and the problems that are happening at the border. Fourteen Democrats actually voted alongside Republicans in that. So that's interesting. It may not just be a party line vote to remove Mayorkas. Who knows? There may be a few Democrats with conscience uh, who say, no, uh, clearly it is a problem and we should at least impeach him. Again, it won't go anywhere, but it certainly sends a message of what this man has done and his role and his neglect of what he has done to so many families like we just heard from Josephine Dunn what happened with her daughter. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts about all this? You know, Rita, if Alejandro Mayorkas gets impeached, should we as American citizens have the right to deport him back to Cuba for his crimes against the American people? Ah, you know what? Uh, that should be the first uh, right deporter, right? I agree. I agree. Well, I, and I think I think the, the cheering line wouldn't be long enough, you know? <laughs> I'll even pay first class fare one way. Yeah, <laughs> I will, too. I would help on that one, too. Yeah, so, you, you know, it's amazing that, you know, what we're hearing also, Dom, is that tonight uh, the Senate is looking to send to the House a bill that would allow Maybe we can work it out. Maybe some deal like, um, you know, and I hope the Republicans and the Senate hold the line because uh, that's ridiculous yeah. if they cave. Um, they're not as hard line and not, I think, as in tuned in what's going on in the border as the House seems to be. But but they're like, well, maybe we can negotiate. Maybe we can do uh, 5,000, 6,000 illegal migrants a day. I mean, there shouldn't be any bargaining. What do you you know? I mean, either way, they're breaking the limits. Well, you know, looks like Mallorca's brought a lot of Fidel Castro with him when he fled Cuba. I'll bet you Cuba would stop him at the border and do a catch and deport back to the USA. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, we don't want this guy. Right. Even Cuba would be like, wait a minute, this guy can't protect USA. He's not going to protect Cuba. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. What a sad situation it is, it Dom, is. though, it for the families. It is outrageous. Yeah. You know, I think I think uh, first order of business, cocaine Mitch has got to go. And I think he's the one standing in the way of the Republicans wanting to make a decision in the in the Senate. This guy's getting from bad to worse. You know, he's trying to work with Democrats who don't want to work with Republicans. That's the problem. Yeah, I agree. He has been way too soft. And he's also been critical of those who, oh, why don't you want to negotiate? Why would you have to negotiate? Why should you be negotiating when it's coming to American security. There should be no negotiation. They should hold the line. And here's the moment, too, because as we know, you know, President Biden, he's very, you know, uh, pushing for, obviously, funds for Ukraine. He's pushing for funds for Israel. Uh, He seems to put Ukraine as the biggest priority for him right now. Um, And I contend a lot of these things are important, but he shouldn't be forgiving our own southern border and he shouldn't be selling out our southern border. You know, oh, let's just throw it in and let's have a few more border agents. They're going to be babysitters. They're to process more. I mean, that that's why the House should say, no, here's a moment where they can hold the line and say, we're not going to sell out on border security. You know, we'll, we'll give you maybe X and X, but unless you do exactly what we're asking for that we know is going to work on our southern border, why should we sell out? And why should the American people feel like there was some like piecemeal deal? At the end of the day, they should say no. 
And they should say, Mr. President, you need to separate these bills. And we're going to tell the American people that you're not separating the bills. They shouldn't succumb to politics either. That's the other thing, too, because now the White House is saying, oh, no, no, no. Uh, It's the Republicans' fault, which is such a bunch of hogwash. Let's go to Tony real quick. Line one. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. This this, this hearing was a mini hearing like they had a January 6th. Uh, Mr. Congressman Thornton, the ranking member was was there and all their little people were in place. One particular person of interest was Professor Deborah Pearlstein, who they all asked, do you think this this is a high crime and should he be impeached? And she always said no. But apparently killing all our American citizens and children on drugs and open borders is not a high crime. That's what they're telling us. And number two, what stunned me is that Professor Deborah Pearlstein is on the committee for the United States Department Historical Advisory Committee, where they go over all the documents related to foreign policy and declassification and foreign relations. Interesting person. Yes. We need in Mark Levin because everything she said was not a high crime. And no, impeaching him would not make a difference. Just give us more money. Just give us more intelligence. Just give us more computers, more people. But it's not a high crime to kill American people, right? By the way, that and again, uh, and I know you're being facetious because you're right. That is her opinion. And believe me, you can pull, you know, uh, experts you can pull off the block and one will say one. The other one will say uh, the other. And just as you point out, she's on that historical committee, uh, which is obviously tied with the administration. So uh, I think we know what uh, side she is on. Uh, and that to me is abundantly clear. There are so many others, um, like I think of some great scholars and I think of people like Jonathan Turley and others who have said, um, you know, that a dereliction of duty and not protecting the homeland and things like that could potentially fall underneath it. So uh, I'll go more with uh, with somebody like that than uh, good old Deborah there. Uh, Tony, thank you so much. You are always so terrific. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to be talking more about this gut-wrenching hearing that took place today on Capitol Hill. Also, President Biden was asked, are his strikes that he has been ordering against these Iranian-backed rebels that are stopping transportation in the Red Sea, commercial and military, uh, are they working? Are they effective, these U.S. strikes? He's like, no, they're not working. No, no. I That, to me, is such a sign of how weak his foreign policy has been and how downright dangerous it is for our country. He's doing these strikes, and yet, eh, no, they're not really working. Well, maybe if he had shown strength ahead of time, maybe if he hadn't pulled out of Afghanistan and left $85 billion worth of equipment behind, 
Uh, maybe had he not said to uh, Vladimir Putin, oh, if there's a minor incursion, no big deal. Maybe he has a l- little bit of a track record here that some of our uh, enemies are going, well, you know, maybe we can take advantage of this guy. They are clearly seeing a pattern. And whatever he's doing right now, it ain't working. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to to Gracie uh, in Rockland. Gracie, your thoughts about uh, the border? Oh, my, uh, I think it should be closed. That goes without saying Trump did a good job. But, Rita, I have to say I like the 5 o'clock show with uh, all the guests you have, and uh, we learned so much through it. But Thank I don't, you. I don't and, by the, and by the way, I am the lucky one because I, I get to work with John Katsimatidis, who I love and adore, and uh, and he's so interesting and fun. And our panel is great. We, you know, with, with the Judge Weinberg today, we had Governor Patterson, former governor of New York, and we had Ed Cox, uh, GOP chair of New York State. We always have we have the best guests, um, and it's always fun, isn't it? It's just interesting. There's yeah, no it show is, like but, it. Um, but you know what? I, I can't see how any of them are, are common sense Democrats. Who do I mean? Patterson and the professor, Alan Dershowitz. If they still vote for Biden, uh, they're, it's ridiculous. How could they even consider not voting for Trump? I wish you could ask them. Of course, not on the show. You never I, know. By the way, you never know. Maybe we will. Or maybe maybe they'll stay home. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, there are a lot of Democrats this go around um, that are just uh, so fed up, Gracie, and are, are saying, you know, that they may stay home this time. I mean, you never know. Um, and you never know where it's going to go. But I will say uh, both of those guys do worry about the border. Uh, we even had Governor Patterson on the other day saying he was deeply concerned at what's happening on the border. I mean, there's a lot of people that are voicing concerns, whether they're Republican or Democrat. Uh, they see it with their own two eyes and certainly want to see some change and are concerned about the, you know, not only coming into the country, but also the cost on the country, which is just, uh, you know, enormous Absolutely enormous. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank, who's in Ontario. Frank. Hi, Rita. We all love and adore you, too. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm, I'm just so disgusted after the after your opening monologue. There are, like, these mothers and families and everything, fentanyl. And, it, like, these borders, like, even my border coming into yours, they're coming through here. It's ridiculous. And as for Mr. Biden, I won't even call him president because he never has been. He's a puppet. Um, it's Mayorkas, lock him up. Yeah, you know what? I, I think he definitely needs to be impeached. There's no question. Uh, because you need to send a message that this behavior is so apparent, it's so blatant, it's so fra- flagrant, uh, it needs to be set in its place.